Hello and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Mark Henderson, CEO at project management software Flow. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, so, Mark, you're the CEO of Flow. Uh, it's not something that you've always done. Uh, you've done a lot of things in your career. Uh, why don't we uh, start off by you telling me how you got started in, in business and in SaaS in particular? Well, uh, for me, I actually started when I was... Uh, <laughs> I actually really wanted to be... Like, I played in bands growing up, and I loved doing music. And right. I went through this period where I was like, did audio engineering, I did that for a year, then I did slave labor in a studio for a year, and I got totally sick of not having any money whatsoever. And so I applied to Intuit, and eight, eight hours later, I had my first job. And so that's where I started. I started in the call center, worked there. I did that for a year. After my first year, I got the opportunity to manage the group at a Calgary, which wow. is really cool. A year later, I got to manage a broader group, and then I just kind of kept developing my operational, uh, I guess, resume through working through Intuit. Um, and I worked with those guys for 10 years, and they were awesome. They're so good at developing talent, and I got to try so many things. I got to work on so taking... this was like software, when software with software used to come on shiny metal disks and <laughs> The stuff. funny thing was, I remember in, <laughs> in 2007... Um, they flash up this thing on the screen called SaaS, and we're like, software as a service, it's gonna change everything. <laughs> and I'm like, neat, like everybody else, not knowing. And then, you know, fast forward to ooh, a decade later. Yeah. Uh, next, <laughs> that's my entire world, it's just in SaaS. So yeah, like I did, did a decade with Intuit, learned, learned so much from those guys, uh, moved out to Victoria, um, met some really great people out here, and that's, that's, I've been in the tech for almost all of my career, except for about two years where I wasn't. Doing wow, some, doing some agency work. So, um, so how long have you been with Flow? Uh, just over two and a half years now. Wow. So you joined the company and then you just magically became CEO. <laughs> how did it work? That's how it felt. No, uh, <laughs> I actually started as the COO, um, working for cool. <laughs> for Andrew Wilkinson. Actually, um, it was uh, he'd, he'd grown Flow kind of off the corner of his desk over the course of about four years, and he was looking to make it into being its own own dedicated thing. Uh, so I came in, I was COO for that for about a year and a half. And then after a year and a half, they asked me to be CEO. And yeah, so I've been doing it now for about a year and a half. Wow, that's great. And I guess a lot of change, a lot has changed during that time. Yes, you? yes, absolutely. So am I right in saying that Andrew's no longer involved like day to day at all? You have a free reign? Yep. Uh, actually, that's, he's been awesome about that. Where, mm -hmm. you know, coming from somebody that, like, this, this was his baby for a long time, and yeah. to just, like, turn it over, like, and trust someone else to run it. Yeah. Um, you know, he's there when you, when you need him, and uh, when you need independence, you have it. So it's, you couldn't ask for much more. It's, it's pretty great. Great. So, you know, where's Flow now, and, and where is it going in the future? Because you guys are in a, uh, a really competitive market and you know you've got things like there's so many SaaS project management solutions right so there's like Basecamp and Trello and Asana and Rike and millions of others those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Every day I try and explain how to 
how to look at this market. Because if you look at it from the outside, it looks like it's just like the detergent aisle, right? It's like, oh, that one's like purple and blue, and yeah, they're, they're so different, right? Um, the way I look at it actually is far closer to the car industry now. Um, it's hyper-segmented. Mm. And the way I look at it is um, you can either be a horizontal use case, you can be methodology-driven, or you can be focused really much on a single industry. And so where we live is in kind of that, that horizontal use case. And so, you know, we, we go up against guys like Asana and Basecamp and, you know, Rike and the ones, ones you've all heard of. Um, and so, yeah, it's been like, it's been a really interesting challenge because there's like, it's a super fast growing market. It's super big and there's lots of competition, but mm-hmm. it's not, there's not a lot of, sorry, that competition is huge, not by mistake. It's, there's massive opportunity in this space. Sure. So I guess everybody's like, running to uh, take as much of the market as they can, even though it's a it's still growing market? I think it's really, we're all just trying to figure out, everybody is coming online and they're like, we want to try this productivity tool. And it's largely a lot of like smaller and mid-sized companies that are doing it. Mm. And they, they're not familiar with, their stu- with this stuff, right? Mm. And so what happens is you really have to look at your data, like understand who your customers are, and then you can actually figure out Okay, actually, our tool is super good for, for us. It's actually marketers. Marketers became like our customer of choice, but you know, an engineering team originally built it, and they actually thought they were building it for an engineering team. But it turns <laughs> out over time and over looking at 17,000 points of data, it's not true. Wow. So you know, it's really interesting. I think that's a lot of everybody's like, it's, it's, that's the journey for all these tools. It's figuring out like, who are you actually truly, who, who actually truly loves you? And yeah. that's, that's kind of what I've got to focus on in the last. Uh, two years, and that's kind of my wheelhouse. I love, like, I'm a big data nerd, and I, I love looking at that stuff. And so, you know, getting to discover, like, what our product market fit is and, like, have math behind it mm. um, embarrassingly makes me excited. <laughs> no, that's not, no bad thing. I'm a fan of a spreadsheet myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so a lot of, lot of change going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, in the time that you've been here, um, running flow... It's changed a lot uh, as a product. It's, it sounds like you have a really good grip on uh, which customer segment you're delivering the most value for now. So, you know, what's, what's happening? What's new with Flow? What have you got that you can tell us about that, that, that's coming up? Well, we have a whole new feature set that's coming out soon. <laughs> soon? Yeah. <laughs> this year? Let, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Soon. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say here, so I'm just going to leave it a little bit... Uh, oh, yeah. Little, Intriguing. Intriguing. I think it depends when this thing goes live. Uh, and, is, you know, is this a giant killer, you think? Is this going to... I think what this is for us, just like full transparency, mm. it's another step towards us becoming focused on who likes us. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. We're, we're creating features for what we've discovered, what people really want from us. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about Asana, they're so good at doing a big horizontal offering. That's, that's not going to be us. That's not what we want to do. Um, what we're doing is getting better for the people that really, really love us, so those creative teams, the marketing teams. And we want to make it easy so other teams can work with them. But our primary focus right now is making something that's great for marketers and something that's great for creative people. Great. It sounds like you've got a really, really good focus. So on this journey in, you know, finding that perfect product market fit, um, you've obviously tried a lot of different things in marketing. Uh, 
some of those things worked, some of them probably haven't worked so well. <laughs> what, what lessons, if any, do you think that you've learned on your you know, SaaS marketing journey with Flow? Marketing, like, what are we going to call this? Marketing attribution? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's really important. we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. From this end to this end? Yeah, (laughs) and actually being able to know where it drops off and who it is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Because you can either be lighting a whole pile of money over here or completely underspending a whole lot of money over here. That's probably the single most enlightening thing for me was like, being able to lay down, that, lay down that framework for like knowing like you know who's coming in, where do we find them, to like how long did they stay, and like what do they mm. care about, having that in place that that was like that, that was so so important. Marketing, I don't think it's not just about like making noise in the marketplace anymore. Like that, no. those days are long gone in my mind. So you know, what's the secret to marketing attribution? Because you know it comes up time and time again as probably you know one of the top three things that marketers always want to uh, get right is it just about crunching the numbers being good with excel and a pivot table or is there a, a whole kind of tool set that you use or methodology it's a combo of both i'd say like so first of all i'd go with data informed as opposed to being data driven that's kind of my new mantra because if you're data driven that means you're just going to follow the same like the breadcrumbs your customers lay and that's okay but that can lead you into a really bad strategic place that you don't want to go. So what I try to do is to say, all right, this is who we want to go after because it, it makes sense for us. And then what we try and do is like make data-informed decisions to get us there. And that means sometimes turning away from what, what seems like it could be a good breadcrumb trail, but mm. maybe it leads to a scary place. Cool. Well, that sounds like a, a really smart approach. Uh, and uh, a little yeah, too Hansel to and Gretel. I just realized that. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> and you seem to be getting some uh, success in, in the market with that. So mm-hmm. exciting time for flow, new stuff coming up. You must be a really busy guy, really? Uh, juggling lots of balls, spinning lots of plates, whatever metaphor you want to use. <laughs> how, how do you balance uh, you know, this busy career, this busy business? with the rest of your life. I mean, you probably say you don't, but you know, how do you make sure that you, you, you stay fresh, that you don't sort of lose your edge, that you don't burn out? I have to say, because um, you want to like maintain like a, a work-life balance, right? So you know, my wife and I, we have a three-year-old. Uh, <laughs> there's some work there. <laughs> it's tough. Um, it's super rewarding. It's just you got to make sure that you have enough time. And so the only way to do that is to really compartmentalize the time that you put in at work if you want to yeah. maintain like a normal, a somewhat of a normal life. And so for me, uh, the biggest thing that I've been talking about lately is just moving away from being reactive into proactive. And mm-hmm. the way I kind of describe it is you can either chase every event that occurs or you can recognize that it's about knowing which ones to ignore. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to become this like, uh, like a firefighter that just chases it all versus being able to filter out because I went through a period there where, you know, we're dog fooding flow. And, you know, for me, I was learning how to use that, that, that kind of tool. And I went into a completely reactive mode. And, <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well. <laughs> it was a stressful time. You saw lots of things you didn't like. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's completely self-imposed stress and anxiety, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the nice thing about us, like, redesigning the product is it starts to, you know... you. 
like there's a little bit of what I like in there and uh, it, it's, it's a great tool for me now and you know I can, I can use it and it helps me get back to being organized and uh, do the things I like to do which is planning and mm. um, yeah I'd say like the, just going from being reactive to a proactive person is probably like the single biggest tip like it's so important having a focus and feeling like you've got more control rather than you just being pulled in different <sighs> just being able to know what stuff you should be able to ignore or mm. like, to, to, like to push mm. away because if you do it all yeah, it'll not, kill you. It does, <laughs> literally, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, another thing that you and I have spoken before about is that you're, you're, you're pretty into reading a lot about business and business books. Yep. Uh, have you read anything lately that you think would be suitable for people to follow up on in terms of SaaS or marketing or leadership? The, the most recent one that I read... That, I, that just totally changed the way I thought was called 10 Types of Innovation. And what that got me to... Who's stu- that by? You just t- called me on it. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. The, yeah, sorry. It's a, it's a great book, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll edit that in later. Um, no, seriously. So what that book taught me was if you think all of your innovation is just strictly limited to product, yeah. you're going to be chasing me to forever. And the, the problem with our world is, you know... Any feature that somebody makes that our competitor does, I can make it six months later. Yeah. And they can do it too. Yeah. And so you're constantly going to be in this feature war where it's just not good. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they just enlightened me to saying like the best, most innovative companies, they innovate on five or more fronts. And statistically, that's, and for me, because it's math driven behind it, it's like mm-hmm. that makes total sense to me. So, you know, you look at your business model and you look at like how you, how you operate in the company and there's, there's oppor- when you see that, there's opportunities to innovate like literally everywhere. And it's just, it's so much more empowering than thinking like, what's the next feature got to be? And then you're always chasing that yeah. thing. It's, yeah. so, so what I think I'm hearing, and I might be wrong, is that uh, your mindset probably, because of your experience and background, whatever, tends to be more product focused. But there's this whole world of innovation outside of product whether it's in customer service or delivery. It, it felt like this. Um, like the more I grew my career, the more scope I was, I've been introduced to, right? Mm. And when I went from being CEO, which is like running a company, and I'm pretty comfortable doing that, mm. being a CEO, you have to look at it from one step above. And I, you know, like don't, like I knew, I knew to do that, but this book at some point just like I felt this moment of yanking me up one level and I just wow. saw a whole new set of the umbrella from above and I was just like, oh wow, that's, out of body experience. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, it, it literally was. Like when I read that, I was just like, whoa. And so when I read stuff like that, I get excited about wanting to teach it to somebody because that's kind of who I am. And so I've been working on putting together like a whole presentation on just to share with the rest of the group to help them give a chance to see what I see now for, for Flow. Cool. That sounds uh, pretty inspirational stuff. Yeah. Good leadership. Thank you. Mark, thank you very much for chat. It's been great um, sharing so much detail about flow and good luck with everything. It sounds like a great journey. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mark. For more info on flow, please visit www.getflow.com. Next week, I'll be talking with Peter Mahoney, founder and CEO at marketing software Planner. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, please visit www.47insights.com slash podcast. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, 
get in touch via that page. Until next time. 